We have just started a series in January called Blessed. Blessed. And it's not just about blessings we get. It's about what has God already blessed us with? Uh, focusing on a scripture in, first, in, in Ephesians chapter 1 where Paul talked about blessings and then he told us what they were and then he prayed a prayer about it. And that's where we are. That's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about ways to open ourselves up to the Holy Spirit so that we can know what he's saying and what he's doing in our lives, how to live a blessed life with the Holy Spirit. Now, if you were to Google, if you were to Google um, what are the 10 top, uh, you know, New Year's resolutions, what do you think you might get? The top 10 New Year's resolutions. Here they are. Pastor Jay, I, by the way, I'm delivering his message to you today, and I, I love doing this. We, we uh, talked through it and worked on it together as well, but I want to tell you, this is a powerful message, and I'm so excited to be able to, to be a part of, of sharing this with you. Top 10 New Year's resolutions. Number one, of course, improve physical health, uh, save more money, exercise more, eat healthier, I like this one, be happy. Lose weight, pay down debt, that's another kind of weight, learn something new, improve mental health, spend more time with family. Well, I think those are great. Those are good New Year's resolutions. I'm for every one of them. But they're not eternal. True? They're all completely everything around us. They're, there's nothing, no eternal value in them. There's good value in them, but it's not eternal. So, what if you had some, some spiritual goals for this year, New Year's resolution, so to speak? Would they be something like maybe Bible reading? Yeah. Serving, like sharing your faith, like gathering for worship, growing in Christ-like character, giving, love, that's a good one, Spiritual community, which we talked about last week. Maybe going on a missions trip this year. Maybe water baptism. Maybe what we're focusing on this month, prayer, developing a prayer life. You know what's so great about those? Those all have eternal value. Those 10 have eternal value that will be with you now and forever and ever and ever. You know, I was talking to someone yesterday. Uh, we were talking about spiritual things, and, and uh, we were talking about our, our faith in Christ and our life that we live in serving him, and we were talking about an iceberg and about how an iceberg, you only see the top of an iceberg. It goes way up under. We were talking about this is a time for us in our lives, and maybe this 21 days can help you do that, to not just focus on the, what, what the top of the iceberg looks like, but what the foundation underneath looks like. What about this iceberg in our life? What about the deep things of God that God is gonna call us to? And we feel called to deeper study and deeper knowledge and deeper way of walking with God. That's what we wanna talk about in our blessed series. Um, Ephesians chapter one, verse three. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms 
with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Spiritual blessings. Now, we understand blessings on the earth in a lot of different ways. We Generally, when somebody goes, man, I was blessed, man, I was blessed, I'm blessed with my dream house. I was, I, man, I got blessed with a new car. I got blessed with a new job. I got blessed with a raise. Sometimes we think of blessings as something tangible that, that happened here on this earth. Sometimes those become the biggest blessings that we talk about. But they're all material dreams, just like those, those first 10 that I read to you were. They were all things that we just search for here on earth. But the Bible defines blessings a lot different than, than we define blessings. Paul, when he, when he wrote this to the Ephesian church, he said, we are blessed in every way in the heavenly realms. And then he began to explain to them what those blessings were and how powerful those blessings are because those blessings, unlike the ones on earth, will help us walk with God, fulfill our purpose, and get to know him in this life so that we can spend with him in the next. And it's true. So the question is, what do we have? What blessings do we have in Christ as people of God? Well, we know the source of our blessing. It's the resurrection of Jesus. When he rose from the dead, he guaranteed we could have the blessing of God. And we all know the hope of our blessing. That is heaven. The hope of our blessing is Jesus' return and, and spending time in heaven. But we live life between the resurrection of Jesus and the coming of Jesus, don't we? We live life in that choppy whitewater area, you know, where things happen that aren't supposed to happen. When things happen that you can't exactly control, things happen from th things to our health or things to, to people around us or things in the world, things that we can't control. We've got to learn how to live in the blessing of God in the in-between, not just in the beginning and the end. God wants us to understand his blessings in the in-between. And that's what this is about. That's where prayer lives. You know why we pray? It's because we're in the in-between. You won't have to pray in heaven. We'll be with him. We'll know everything. You won't have to pray. You know what prayer? Prayer is for the in-between. And what a blessing that is. And prayer can't happen without the activity of the Holy Spirit. Prayer is the, the, the thing that rises up inside the church that says, God, direct me. Direct me in this in-between time. Direct me in this time where I don't understand everything going on. I can't put it all together. I don't understand. Direct me. That's where prayer comes from. And that's why we need to grow in our relationship with God in prayer. Well, if blessings are not cars and houses and jobs and, and finances and material things, then what are the blessings he's talking about? Last week, we looked at one big one. It was a big one, a spiritual family. A spiritual family. The people you're sitting around, we looked around last week at each other and said, hey, these are your brothers and sisters. We are blessed with a spiritual family. I could not do without my spiritual family. I could not do without it. I, I told the church last week, at, at, you know, I've been here 45 years and this is my family. This is my spiritual family. This, these are the people that I call and say help. And these are the people that help get me through things and I get to help get them through things. That's, that's an incredible blessing. 
Today, we're going to look at a blessing, and you're going to say amen when I say what it is. The blessing of having the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Hey, that's bigger than a dream job, isn't it? The Holy Spirit, the third person of God. We are blessed with the Holy Spirit. Look at Ephesians 1.17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. That's who the Holy Spirit is. The spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Wow, what a prayer. Notice what Paul said. I keep asking. God, uh, Paul didn't just throw this up one day. Hey man, I I hope you all understand what a blessing it is to have the Holy Spirit in your life. I'm gonna pray you understand that and that's it. It says, I keep asking. That's what perhaps this 21 days of prayer can be for Kingwood Church. I wanna keep asking that the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of revelation, the Holy Spirit of fellowship, the Holy Spirit that walks with us will reveal things to me so I can know God better. Did you notice that it also said? I keep asking. That's why prayer is so important. Listen, if you want to have a blessed life, it's gonna have to involve prayer. A prayerless life is a life without God's blessings. Have you know that? A prayerless life is a life without God's blessing. I keep asking, I keep asking. Do you notice he said that in the scripture? I keep asking. But he also said this one, to know him better. To know him better. The Holy Spirit, when he works in us, he's not just trying to give us information. And sometimes we think that's what prayer is. That prayer is, Lord, I need all the information. I need you to give me the facts so I'll know what to do. That's not it. It's, God does reveal things to us. Yes, that's true. But to know him better means to develop a close personal relationship with Jesus that causes us to become more like him. So he's praying the Holy Spirit comes to us so that he can give us the Holy Spirit that helps us know God better. Not stuff better, but know God better. There's a knowledge of God that comes from just experiencing God personally in our lives. It's a close personal relationship that he wants so that we can live with him and walk with him and follow him. So what I want to do, very simply, is give you three, three ways, three things right now, ways the Holy Spirit helps you be open to what he's doing. Three things about the Holy Spirit that helps you be open to what he's doing. They're simple. Here goes. Number one. First, recognize that God is already speaking to you. How about that? God is already speaking to you. It's not he wants to. He's already speaking. A lot of people have subje- I mean, real objections to that. They're going, no, 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 no. I don't know about that. God's speaking to me? Because some people think God only speaks through like special people. He speaks through a pastor or a missionary or a prophet. That God speaks through special, special people. 
And you have to go to them to hear from God, go to them for a word. That's not true. God is already speaking. God is speaking to us. God is already speaking. Some people think that God only speaks on special occasions. You know, God only speaks when, when we get to the end of our rope and we can't do anything. And finally, as a last resort, God goes, all right, here goes. And he sends like some great Zappo thing to speak to you because that's the last resort and God spoke to me, that kind of thing. That's not true. And some people think that God only speaks to weird people. Uh, really, honestly, I mean, I, I heard the other day about in, a, in another country, in a formerly Christian country in Europe, someone was arrested because they said God was speaking to me and was trying to tell people, I believe the Lord wants to say this to you. And they arrested them and threw them in jail because they were mentally ill, because they believed that God was speaking to them. And so they consider, oh, that makes a person weird. Are you kidding? That's not, not, not true at all. Not true at all. Look, I, I know that there, there are always people out there that say, God told me to tell you this or whatever. That doesn't mean God's in it. That doesn't mean God's in it. But God doesn't just speak through weird people or to weird people. God speaks to you. He's already speaking. He's already speaking. I remember uh, first time I ever met David Wilkerson. Uh, some of you may know him from uh, crossing the switchblade years ago or whatever he He's, he's with the Lord now. But David Wilkerson, he was sort of known as a modern-day prophet. People called him that. He didn't call himself that, but people did call him that. And I remember the first time I met him, and I was scared to death. I was scared to death because I thought, he, uh, he, I literally said this, I'm afraid he's going to read my mail. I'm I've heard people say that. I, I'm afraid he's going to read my mail and tell me stuff that I already knew, right? That I just didn't want anybody to admit. So but David Wilkerson wasn't that. That was not anything about him. That was not true. God speaks to us all the time. God is speaking. He's already speaking to us. Look at John 16, 12. I have much more to say to you. That's Jesus speaking. Much more than you can bear. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He's saying, Jesus is gonna speak to you through the Holy Spirit. And guess what? If you know Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit. So the Lord is constantly speaking to you and guiding you constantly. You know, some people think that uh, Christianity is this belief system that if you just believe these things, that these are the precepts that you walk by and you agree with the precepts and you sort of let them guide you. Yes, Christianity is a belief system, but it's not a belief system from a group of, of, of Ten Commandments. It's a belief system that's the Holy Spirit living in people telling them how to walk with Jesus. It's a personal system, of not a system of laws, but a system of relationship, of a Holy Spirit who's drawing us closer and closer to himself. Now, here's the second thing. Recognize that you already hear God speaking to you. Mm. To know he is speaking and, and that you recognize that you already hear God speak to you. Um, have you ever said, wow, 
That was a strange coincidence. Anybody ever said that about something? I don't believe that every coincidence is God, and I don't believe, I believe, I don't believe every coincidence is a coincidence either. I think sometimes God works things out that make us go, whoa, what was that? And, and all of a sudden the Lord says, I did that. And, and we, we learn to sort of see where we can hear from God when those kind of things happen that, that are unexplainable. We're going, hey, was, what was that? How, how did that happen? What was that? Sometimes it's an impression to do something. Maybe you just, you're just going, all of a sudden you get this impression to do something. That may be the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Or maybe this impression, don't do this. <laughs> maybe that is the impression that God gives you. Sometimes it might be a dream that you've had. God speaks through dreams. Sometimes it's a dream you have that, that you just sort of can't get away from and you know it doesn't have, didn't have to do with pizza. It's something that God has spoken to you. And, and, and he speaks through dreams. Sometimes you're reading your Bible and all of a sudden something you've read 400 times comes jumping out at you and, and God speaks to you through that. God is speaking in so many ways, so many ways. It's this inside speaking, not outside speaking. When you became a Christian, when you gave your life to Jesus, when you, as we say, got saved, when you gave your heart to the Lord, did it come from an outside voice telling you to do that? Or was that that thing inside that says, you need to give your heart to God? That's how you get saved, is the inside voice of the Holy Spirit going, yes, do this, do this, give your heart to me. Ask Christ to forgive your sins. It comes from the inside. If it comes from the outside, sometimes that's just fear of somebody shouting at you. There are a lot of people that think they got saved because somebody scared them to death. They never gave them their heart to God, they just got scared and prayed the prayer. But when it's real is when it comes from the inside. Honestly, that's a lot of, pe a lot of people want, uh, want, would rather that God speak to them like give them a text message. Or uh, while they're watching TV, you know, come across the bottom like a news item. God wants to say this to you or whatever. We want to sort of make it, we, we think God, if God speaks, it's got to be this um, lightning, you know, boom. That is not usually how God speaks, not at all. He can do that, but it's not normal for that to happen. God speaks in, the scripture says, a still, small voice. It's real sad when you hear somebody say, you know, I've only twice in my life heard from God that I know it was God. That's so sad to me, because what they really mean is there were Twice in my life, I got knocked down and somebody uh, told me something that I had to know and I finally believed it. God doesn't want it to be twice in your life you hear from him. He wants to learn, he wants to teach you how to hear him all the time as you walk with him day by day. We want it to be easy. We want it to be God making it unmistakable. Hey, a lightning strike, a special, somebody comes up and goes, God told me to tell you this. That's, or how about this, when you're walking your dog and your dog turns around and goes, God has something to say to you. We're going, oh man, God, if you do that, I'll know it's you. Let me, that did happen in the Bible. You know, it wasn't a dog, but it was, it was with a donkey. Now, I want you to think about this. That didn't happen because Balaam was seeking God. That happened because Balaam was a pagan going against God 
And there was an angel standing in the way, and he didn't have enough sense to see it. So the donkey turned around and said, stop this. And you know what? He still didn't do it. He still didn't do what God wanted him to. He still didn't serve God with his life. So sometimes the, the spectacular is not the life-changing. God doesn't usually speak in those kind of spectacular ways, but not normally. It happens, but not normally. Don't think about God's voice as an amber alert on your phone. Think about God's voice as a cell tower on the mountain up there. And you don't really see the waves coming out of the cell tower, but if you pick up your phone and look at your phone and you see the little bars, you know that you've got service. The Holy Spirit is always sending out signals and messages. The question is, are you online? The question is, if you're a Christian, if you're a Christian and the Holy Spirit lives in you, you have the ability to hear from him every time. We have to learn how to hear from God. We want God to be in, speak in spectacular ways so we don't miss it. He speaks in a whisper so we don't miss him. If it was all about information, God, I've got a word, he, he could just let that float down on a piece of paper. But he wants you to go, yes, Lord. He wants you to get a little closer. He whispers in a still, small voice so you'll get closer to him. Because the closer you get to God, the more you can follow him. God already gave the Ten Commandments written by his finger on a piece of rock that he gave to the Jewish people, and they still didn't follow him. That's why he said, I'm going to write on their hearts my words. And he said that was going to happen through his spirit. Here's my third point. Hear the Holy Spirit draw you close to Jesus. Woo. How do you do that? How do you hear the Holy Spirit drawing you into this close to Jesus relationship? Well, in Scripture, Luke 5, 16, we read this. Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Our world is so busy and loud all the time. And now more than ever, we, have, we carry around in our pocket that thing that used to hang by the kitchen on the kitchen wall that you used to have to say, I'll get it, when somebody, when it rained, right? Now that thing is in your pocket and every, people get mad at you if you don't answer. And so, we, oh, I gotta answer that kind of thing. You remember when you could just like run outside and act like you didn't hear the phone? We live a, in a busy, busy world. Jesus lived in a busy world without a phone. And the Bible says he had to go off and carve out time to listen to God. Maybe that's what this 21 days is about, for us to find time to carve out, to say, God, I want to listen to you and learn to hear what you're saying. 
I want to learn that. I, but it won't happen if we don't carve out that time. Time for, to hear God. Time to read what God has already said. The other day I had a conversation with a, with a, a person. I was talking with him and the guy just looked at me and said, have you got a word for me? And uh, I said, no, but I have a book. <laughs> I, what I've done, I, my wife Peggy has just written an incredible book. I'm proud of her. And uh, so I, I, we gave him one of those books because <laughs> it, it tells the gospel. It tells so much in it. But then I thought later on, I thought the Lord has said that to me many times. God, have you got something you want to say to me? And God goes, read my book. We got to carve out time to spend time with God, hearing him and reading what he has already said to us. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, he said. It's, it's one thing to hear it. It's another thing to do it. Maybe the best prayer we can pray every day is this. Holy Spirit, how are you speaking to me today? That would be a safe prayer to pray. Holy Spirit, how are you speaking to me today? And then I'll bet you before that day is over, you will have heard him in many different ways that day. You will have heard him through his word. You will have heard him in the still small voice. You will have heard him through his people through someone who shares something with you or who lifts you up or whatever, you will know the hand of God has spoken to you. You will know he is working in you. If we'll every day say, God, how are you speaking to me today? And keep our eyes open and our ears open to what God is saying and what God is doing. If we do that, if that's our prayer, listen to this, if that's our prayer, most of the thoughts that you have that day will be God speaking to you. Did you hear that? If you will honestly pray, God, how are you speaking to me today? How are you trying to draw me closer to you? Then I promise you, all day long, you'll hear him. You'll hear him. Step out in faith. Let's step out in faith and say, God, I'm going to put that to the test. But in doing so, it's carving out that time that is only belongs to Jesus. It's not, I'm going to have my prayer list while I'm watching the game. It's not, uh, while, I'm, while I'm concentrating on everything else in the world, I'm going to add Jesus to it. I'll listen to worship music while I do all these things. That's great. But carve out that time for the Holy Spirit, who is our blessed gift to actually develop a relationship with. You know what the most important resolution is for us this year? That prayer. Let's read Ephesians 1:17 one more time. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Not so you'll know stuff. Not so you'll know the secrets of God. Not so you'll know all the interpretations of the scripture. Not so you will know the proper doctrinal stance. Not so you will know how to function in this. So you will know him better. 
That's the best prayer we could pray this year. That's the best New Year's resolution we could have. I want to ask you, if you will, just to bow your heads for a second. Lord, I'm so glad to be able to share with this congregation what you're saying, what Pastor Jay felt that you were saying and he wrote down in this message. Lord, I know that right now your Holy Spirit is speaking to people who are saying, God, how are you speaking to me right now? And is saying, you heard it. You heard what I was saying. Seek me. Seek to know me better by spending time with me, by allowing the Holy Spirit to bless you with the presence of his voice. Now, Lord, I ask you to finish doing this in people that are in this room and people that are online now, that right now in their heart, their heart is pounding saying, God, I want to know you better. I want to know you better. And now I know the beginning. I know the first step to take. Spirit, show me what you're saying to me today. Show me how I can know you better.